Well, hello there, babes, and welcome back to another episode of Your Place or Mine, the podcast about comedy, climaxes, and conversations with friends. Join me in the babe cave right here in Toronto. I'm your host, Jesse Olson. Got another hot, hot guest joining me here in the Babe Cave, a new friend who I'm so excited to chat with today because we have barely talked. (laughs) And I think this is the best place to get to know someone new. We have an amazing new comedian, not a new comedian, but new to Toronto. Please welcome to the Babe Cave, very, very funny, Dana Smith. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining me on the pod. Thanks for having me. So I first saw Dana at an open mic Mm -hmm. recently. And you started to just pop up on my Instagram a little bit through all of the people that we have in common. Yeah, we share a lot of people. We yeah. totally do, <laughs> which I'm here for, and obviously is like a good sign. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and when I first saw you, both you and Tim were at the same mic, and you were both so, so funny. And I was just really excited to get to know you more, and here we are. Uh, I know. I saw you at that night, too, and I was like, I think we're going to be friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right away. I was like, this is I'm a not thing. ready to yeah. talk yet. <laughs> I'm going to wait until she invites me on a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I actually won't have conversations with new to the city comedians until we're recording. (laughs) A thousand percent. I don't have a conversation with anyone until I'm recording. (laughs) Here for that. Here for that. So why don't you tell the babes a bit about you, how long you've been doing comedy, where did you move to Toronto from? Give us the lowdown. Well, I moved from Winnipeg, and I don't know if this is the same for you, but like, I feel like uncomfortable saying how long I've been doing comedy because of the pandemic, because it like feels like I just lost two or three years, however long, it, you know? Yeah. So I, I think I've been doing it for 10 years now, okay, but it wow. doesn't feel like that. Um, and yeah, so we moved, I moved here with my husband, our dog and Angie St. Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I love the <laughs> <In> trio. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we all got this cute little pad together and yeah, we've been just living it up. It's been really good couple months that's so awesome I love that you came here as a trio and the dog that's adorable um as it's funny uh, if anyone listened to the episode that I did with Melanie Darling Melanie was the first one who like vouched for the three of you um which I thought was really really sweet and I love Melanie to bits and following the three of you and like seeing little things about like your (laughs) little life together I think is the most adorable I also have love been, I've been friends with I've been friends with Melanie for like it feels like forty five years like yeah. we, what it was before I got together with Tim and it was probably like fifteen years ago that we became friends wow. and we became friends through a really really beautiful set of circumstances where we actually were both dating the same guy and we, oh, wait we, at the same time um I think it was like very close to okay, one another. Okay. And then we like really bonded over like not having been treated the way we wanted to be treated. Wow. Yeah, it was a really wonderful experience. I love that. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. I know. It was really great. Uh we were in like a play together and then and then we found out that we both kind of dated this guy and that he did the same like a similar kind of ghosting thing to both yeah. of us. It was and like love bombing followed oh you know what God. I mean? Yeah. We've all yeah. been there so many times. <laughs> That's awesome. So how long have you and Tim been together now? 11 years. 11 years. Mm-hmm. And married for how long? Uh, four. Oh, wow. I want to say four. That's yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We got um We got married on the, the debaters while on stage. Actually? Yeah. True story. Okay. Tell us more about that story. Okay. So the year was... <laughs> the year was whatever it was. I don't know. 2015? No, I don't know. It was like a million years ago. Yeah, time doesn't make sense. Yeah, time doesn't matter, but it was only about two or three years into dating Tim. And he... I had been telling him, like, since the beginning, like, I don't know how I feel about marriage. I don't think I want to get married, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he... he. I remember him being drunk on one of our walks. Like, we would do these walk and drinks. It was very cute. cute. Um, not much to do in Winnipeg. But, mm-hmm. um, so he was like, well... In two years, I'm asking you whether you want to or not. <laughs> and then, but like a month before, I went on this trip, like a friend's trip with my friends. Uh, <laughs> friend's trip with my friends. Yeah, um, that's nice. <laughs> to, we were in, we were in Paris and he flew out to surprise me. And my friends, when, uh, when they saw that he was there, they're like, do you think he's gonna 
ask you to marry him? And I'm like, he's, if he knows what's good for him, he won't. Yeah. Like, he, well, anyways, we were walking along the Seine River. He got out his great-grandmother's ring, had this big blubbery speech, and uh, proposed, and I said no. And, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, it was good for our relationship, truly, because yeah. I, there was no question ever about, like, whether or not we would stay together because it was right. like immediately we were obsessed with one another yeah like just obsessed like and still we're still friggin obsessed yeah with one it's another. really fucking cute when you're together and i kind of oh. hate it <laughs> <laughs> i don't necessarily like believe in soulmates but we're as close as you could get yeah, to that. that you know what i mean yeah and uh so it was never a question about whether or not we would be together but it was a fact of like i don't know why this makes me feel so weird when I think about marriage mm. and planning a wedding so I'm just gonna say no and um and then as the years went also we were it was like two years into dating so yeah. we were like I'm 34 now so I was like too young yeah it felt too totally. too soon too young and then a few years goes go by he reiterates that it is important to him to get married and I was like okay well I'm in a more of a place where I can I feel better about doing that yeah and then it became how is the best way right and, I, and we could not agree on anything except when I was like well wait what if we debated it and on we went on the debaters and if you win, oh my God, I'll marry you right this. on stage, right then and there. Uh-huh. And so we pitched it to the debaters. They went, they went for it, yeah. and uh, we debated whether or not we should get married. It was close. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was close, which is crazy because there was so much family in the audience. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it should not have been as close as it was. Yeah. But then, yeah, he won, and we got married on the stage. Oh my God, that's so fucking cool. It was really fun. Yeah, I have like, to get the link to the episode, and okay, we'll like yeah. put that in the liner notes. So. Okay. If you're listening and you want to watch it, you can there. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Um, the best time I've had on stage and the best yeah. wedding I've ever yeah. had. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. That is so wild. Yeah. That's like the coolest <laughs> shit I've ever heard before. You like did it in your own way. I did it and I got paid. Oh my to god. To get married, That's right? That's so sick. Talk about like looking at like a very corrupt industry and like, yep. putting your own spin on it. Yeah. Oh my god. Sweet. That's so fucking cool. And then since then, we've debated honeymoons and whether or not grown men should skateboard. (laughs) Right. Which are, like, basically the same uh, level of idea. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. Uh, So what made you initially, like, decide to get into doing comedy? Tim, um, he was, he'd been doing comedy for a couple years when we started dating. And, yeah, and I think it was about a year into dating. Honestly, it was, it was Tim, but it was also Aisha Alpha. Um, Mm -hmm. So she's a comedian from Winnipeg who Mm -hmm. moved here and who is now in LA. And um, so Tim had been telling me for a while that I should try comedy. I'd done sketch comedy um, with my friends, but never stand up. And I was always kind of like, I don't know. But going to the open or like the mics that he was at and seeing some of the quality of the men going up. It was just disheartening. Um, And then Aisha was like, all right, enough, enough is enough. I'm booking you on a show so that for your first time, so you have to write something. And so, uh, yeah, my first time was because of Aisha, but also, also because of like, going to mics and just being so underwhelmed with yep. what I was seeing. Yeah. It's like, there's a gap here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, these guys suck. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, I could barely try. And yeah. Still exactly. Be better than this. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Uh, that's so cool. So since getting started in comedy, you've obviously done some other cool shit. So debaters is a big one. Mm-hmm. What are some other things that you've done in your, within your time? Well, Tim and I started, we, we were, we started a sketch group with some other, some other friends in Winnipeg. So, uh, our sketch group is called Hunks. So we've done a bunch of stuff with them. We just recently did Grindstone Comedy Festival and we did like a couple of little tours, you know, right before the pandemic we went, we did, um, Edmonton, Vancouver, uh, San Francisco sketch fest in LA and we've done like Chicago Sketch Fest and stuff with them. I really like, I love both. I love stand up and I love sketch, but there's something nice about working in a group, you yeah. know? And being able to like just do anything. I like character stuff. I'm like a very big performer. So yeah. I really like, I really like sketch for that. 
Cool. Feels like you can really get magical. I mean, you can absolutely with with stand up too. It's just like there's, energy. it's just different energy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Do you think that like down the line you will like only do one, or do you think you'll always do a little bit of both? No, I think I'll always do a little bit of both. Like like I love stand up, and I love how accessible it is. Like in terms of. In terms of, you think of something, you do it right then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, totally. you don't have to rehearse it. You don't yeah. have to get four people on board with it, you right. know? I really like that about it. And then also, there, I, yeah, no, I just, I, it's it's just different energies. Yeah. I like them both. I like yeah. that stand-up is me. I like that sketch is characters, uh, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'll probably do both. Cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, one thing I found really interesting when you reached out when you first moved here about you want a show in the future is you were like I'd love to do a show or like me and Tim so you do perform on stage together the two of you yeah and that's the first time I've ever had someone like offer like a booking as a pair yeah <laughs> which I'm like we should talk more about that because that does seem like a really interesting idea so t- tell us a little bit about that like performing on your own versus performing with the two of you well we started because it just kind of felt like a waste you know what I mean like we we're both we're both stand-up comedians. We have both have a lot of material about the other one. Right. We both are in a sketch group together where there is, like, a lot of banter, so we know we're good on stage together. Yeah. Um, so it kind of fell into place naturally. We started doing, like, themed shows in Winnipeg the of, like, doubles comedy or, yeah, like... I forget what, that was, what they're called, but doubles comedy, basically. Yeah. And um, it's been... So fun. I feel like I can get way looser when it's just Tim and I um, than I can with just myself. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's someone else there to to bounce off. It's like doing crowd work but with a comedian. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's great. Uh, And we also just, you know, like imagine being up there with like the the person that you're the funniest with yeah too. so totally. it's like it's so fun yeah yeah no that sounds really awesome I feel like would be very fun energy I know there's a few people here who do even just like host shows with two people that have really good banter back and forth yeah yeah I've just very recently like this year gotten yeah. into doing the show with Gordon Hacks when we do double date mm-hmm. and that's it's re- like doing really good things for my growth on yes. stage Especially because I don't have any improv experience whatsoever. Me neither. So we yeah. don't prep anything in advance when we go out. Wow. It's just like the intention is like I try and make him uncomfortable and <laughs> yeah. get him to talk yeah. about sex and he tries to like bat me off <laughs> and then we bring the audience into it, um, which is just a total blast. The first one we did, we rehearsed it more and we're like, okay, I'm going to do these bits in between. You're going to uh-huh. do these bits. And it was just choppy Still did, yeah. and yeah and it it didn't work so the the second one we did nothing we just totally wung it what was that he winged wung, it yeah wung it? I don't know which word is right so it. so yeah. now yeah so now what we'll do is I'll be like hey here's one or two topics I want to mention of like uh-huh. crazy porn I saw the other day or something and then he'll be like cool I might mention this one thing and this one thing and that's like all we'll do before and I it's love a blast. that I love that Tim and I have started like we definitely are always very riffy with everything, but we do have, like, stories that we go back to, yeah. and, like, we have a well that we draw from, um, but I, there's nothing like the magic of, like, who's, who knows what's gonna yeah. happen, you know? Yeah. One time we just gave out cigarettes in the audience, <laughs> like, <laughs> we tried to force someone to propose to another person. <laughs> it's fun. Oh my god, I love that. It used to be scary, that yeah. like the idea of like oh, I don't know what's gonna happen where I am shifting now into the magic of it where it's like it could actually just be really fucking cool yeah I mean like it's still it's both like yeah it's st- it's still both scary and magical I used to for the first probably few times that we did it I used to have to get a little bit high to be yeah. on his wavelength yeah you know <laughs> and to just like open myself up to being silly but it can also backfire yeah totally <laughs> being high on stage yeah, yeah I can't be high on stage oh I never could until uh, I, and I never would just by myself yeah yeah I, I did it um at an open mic by accident uh-huh. uh, just because I mistimed my edibles uh-huh. and I was later in the <laughs> Ooh, mic edible I, uh-huh. high too yeah. oh, it was bad. 
And it honestly ended up being fine. It was like a late night mic and there was an, like a surprisingly large crowd that just showed up nice. and they were all drunk. So they were totally on my side. Good. And that was fine. But yeah, I definitely like weed and stand up don't really mesh well for me. Me neither. But I think when like when Gordon and I started doing it and then the first couple of times were like, hey, we're just kind of kind of wing it. I definitely was like more nervous going mm-hmm. on stage. And I think with stand up, I was nervous and anxious going on stage for like maybe six weeks maybe like it switched over really fast and I am just super confident and am having so much fun on stage that it shifted from nervousness to just fucking excitement like a lot faster than I think it does for a lot of other people well I mean the fact that you're confident means that you're able to turn make that shift from from anxious to excitement very easily it's a skill yeah it's a skill of being able to switch it that I'm still 10 years in like feeling like I'm just starting to get a little bit better at where it's like I won't say that I'm nervous anymore I just say I'm excited and yeah tricks myself into doing it yeah make it till you make it (laughs) yeah and so I think with doing the more improv-y stuff Mm -hmm. that definitely had like makes me more nervous and I think this recent show we did um, was the first time that I had like no nervousness going into it, which was really cool. Yeah, and I feel like you, I've made that shift. But did you feel like it was a different vibe on stage as a hundred percent? Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, and I think I started to feel that the previous double date we did, and honestly, part of it might just be because we've started doing them at Comedy Bar, and oh, Comedy Bar is like my home. Yeah, um, we did it at uh, Tall Boys once, and then Winona a couple of times. Right, and I love both those venues, mm-hmm. but they're just different energy for sure than Comedy Bar. And there's something about being on home turf where it's yes. like, of course, you're going to be more comfortable there. Yeah. yeah, and I think Comedy Bar is like that's the club I would always go to before I got into doing comedy. Mm-hmm. That's where I ran my first comedy show. Right. So it's always been like this extra level of comfort for me. Yeah. And so I think moving Double Date there has just like furthered the comfort on stage, which is a blast. Amazing. Do you do the big space or the, the small one? The small. That's, yeah, I that's, do. Oh, such a great. It's just layout. so intimate it for is. that kind of show too. Yeah. Like I do your place or mine, my bigger show in main space, mm-hmm. which is awesome, and I love doing it there. But double date is a different kind of energy. Yeah, and I like the coziness of the space, and I like how many people you can see. That's a huge thing. Yeah, especially when it's like something so riffy that yeah. you're wanting to see if people are responding to like this topic. Totally. Or, yeah. Cause, and we'll do more crowd work and actually speak to individual people. I know, I, I guess, so I was at comedy bar last night and comedy bar main space. I will always love. It's like yeah. my favorite stage to be on. If I could do it every night I would. And I guess they just updated the lights there and they're brighter. And I got on stage last night and I couldn't see anyone. I came out and, and there was like some woman was like, Jesse. And I was like, First of all, I love having my name shouted from the <laughs> darkness when I come on stage. But who are you? And I had no idea. Yeah. So I don't know. When I, I have a show there next week um, or the week after. Time doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I, I'm going to ask if there's a way they can turn them down a little bit. Because I do, I, like I couldn't even see the front row. Oh, wow. It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a huge thing that I learned only within the past few years where it's like, I need to be able to see at least the front row. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And I know I used to run a show at a place called Bar Cathedral, mm-hmm. um, which there's still some shows that run there. I stopped running it months ago, but you could see the whole room. And it was like, it's a, this big room. Yeah. It's in the front of like an old spaghetti factory. There's like restaurant. <laughs> it's a very odd venue. But they have like stained glass windows around the one side. So it's got this like churchy feel to it. Um, but because it's more of like a restaurant kind of vibe, it's pretty well lit. Nice. So I love that you can see everyone. Yeah. And there's definitely people, I understand, I got feedback from some comics who were like, you should see if you can get the lights turned down lower. People will laugh louder if it's darker. And I, 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 like, to me, I was like, what? Like, I wouldn't laugh louder as an audience member if it was darker. And they're like, yeah, but you're not a normal person. I'm like, okay, (laughs) that's valid. But I, like, I love being able to see the crowd. Like, I want to connect with as many people as I can. Me too. And I think at Comedy Bar specifically, like, I do, like, an 11 p.m. there now on a Friday night. That's, like, fucking rowdy and horny and ridiculous. (laughs) And the more people I can see and, like, call out and talk to, the more fun I have. So, I don't know. Hopefully the lights aren't, like, that crazy bright forever. We'll find out. And, I mean, like, it all comes down to, like, what makes you have fun because nobody's having fun unless you're having fun. Yeah, so, exactly. So like make yourself have fun. Yeah, yeah, I totally support that. 
so why the move to Toronto? Obviously, I know like it seems like the common story is you do comedy in Winnipeg and you're like, okay, now I need more. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's a bunch of things like, well, we were planning on doing before the pandemic. We were planning on moving. Actually, the entire group hunks were planning on moving before the pandemic. Okay. Um, and then it, and like we were actually in Toronto when the NBA shut down, when things like really got fucking real mm. with it. Um, so 2019, whenever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then we, because we were at Sketchfest, and it was so, it was so crazy. Like we, every day of our show, there was just like less and less and less oh, people, wow. and it was just yeah, it was very spooky. Yeah. Um. So we thank goodness we hadn't already moved because then that would just be spending a lot of money for no fucking yeah, reason. Yeah, totally. Know? So we, uh, what's the reasoning? I mean, adventure and. Uh, <laughs> A little bit of adventure, yeah. <laughs> and um, just want to really lean into comedy a little bit more, you cool. know? Yeah, and you can do that here, and we can do that. Here. Fuck yeah! We've been just saying we've been doing it. We we've been saying that we would do it for so long, right? That it felt pretty stupid to not have done it already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah. cool. So, what has like how long has it been now that you've been here? Like two months, right? I'm like it's super fresh still. Yeah, super so fresh. First couple of months. Uh, how are you feeling about the Toronto comedy scene? Any, like, things you've really enjoyed? Things that you haven't enjoyed? I'm loving it so far. I'm not... I'm st- I'm still kind of, like... I'm in such a cozy mode right now mm-hmm. that I won't say that I'm going out, like, every night. Mm-hmm. But I've done a few shows, and they've all been... Or, like, for the most part, have been just, like, super lovely. Um, I haven't met a person who made me think otherwise that said I haven't gone to many that many open mics yeah and the open mics that I have been to have been like the good ones the good ones yeah exactly I kind (laughs) of know which ones to go to (laughs) yeah it helps that like you you know some people here who will like direct you in the right place exactly Uh, because it's really easy to come here and go to all the wrong mics and like get a very different view of the city right away and luckily we have a lot of friends who already did that so we don't have to yeah they make the mistakes for you yeah (laughs) yay (laughs) love that so it's been yeah it's been pretty especially the past like I want to say month has been pretty dreamy for for doing comedy here because I've also like I feel like the first little bit I was so anxious but just like pushing through anyways and I probably shouldn't have Mm -hmm. or maybe I did who knows either way I did push through and I did some shows when I and I was like it wasn't that it was a bad show it's just that I felt bad afterwards yeah because nothing felt good but now I've been feeling really good and um enjoying Every single time that I've gone on stage, knock on wood. Love it. Yeah. That's fucking great. Are there any venues that you're finding you like more than others? I love... Well, I already knew that I loved Comedy Bar. Mm-hmm. We've done a bunch of shows there. Um, uh, Tall, it was my first show at Tall Boys, and I loved that. Mm-hmm. Tall Boys oh, is great. And then Tim and I did, like, Tim and I did do that show at Comedy Bar Danforth, which was yeah. so gorgeous. Such a beautiful stage, because also I think the backdrop is the Second City backdrop. Yeah. So it looked... A profesh. Yeah, totally. It was totally. Really beautiful. Yeah. I loved that. Um, and speaking of being able to see people, it's like the perfect layout yeah. for, for a show. Yeah. And so that was just the two of you? Yeah. And was it just the two of you on stage the whole time? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And how long is the show? Oh, no, it's it's actually, sometimes we take we take turns, you know what I mean? Like, okay. So Tim and I went uh, on tour before coming here. We, we, tou- we toured around for just like a couple of weeks but around western canada we did like 14 cities in 14 days or something oh, like that crazy. um i can't quite remember the exact amount and so we had been doing um our we don't have a name for it yet um so our show was like he would do 20 minutes i would do 20 minutes then we would do 20 minutes and then as we were doing and which is a really it was really fun format what we did at comedy bar though was we have decided that like well because we were doing that show every day for like two weeks we started having more and more and more stuff that we wanted to do together because it would be so riffy and right we would, you know it would just became like this 37 minute thing yeah um so we decided we would just like do shorter sets ourselves and then and then uh do a longer one the two of us which is really fun that's so cool yeah we tell the story about like the we actually didn't tell the proposal story but we t- we talk about 
you know the debaters and we talk about a lot of sexy stuff yeah it's a, it's a lot it's a very sex-based uh, bottom half love it <laughs> yeah love it that's obviously what my babes are here for <laughs> sounds like they would love that show <laughs> yeah it's pretty fun that's it's my, so awesome yeah, it's my jam <laughs> yeah that's so good so obviously like you are you're monogamous we are we have been talking about opening it up interesting yeah we were talking about maybe opening it up to just sexual pretty much if only with uh, a person that we haven't seen more than three times you okay. know because we don't want any feelings to get involved right now though we got here and I and I was like uh, I don't think I'm comfortable with that at this moment I'm very yeah. very anxious I don't think I need to add another level totally. to that but we have been talking about it it was more theoretically um, because Tim I think Tim doesn't really want to mm, uh, that's interesting. the thing so we're trying to figure it out yep he's he goes back and forth a little bit he's a little bit unsure about yep. whether he wants to. How did that, um, and again, only answer as much as you're comfortable answering. I'm just so horny. That's yeah, the thing. Right? I'm just so Who? fucking horny. Like, same okay? thing. Okay? <laughs> and like, I'm so fucking horny. I'm 34 years old. I've been with Tim since I was 23. Yeah. And didn't have many sexual partners before him. Yeah. So that's where it comes from. It comes from wanting to fuck. Yes. And also being queer. And both of us are queer. Yeah. So we're just like not getting everything that we can get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it comes from that He's, I think, a little bit less of a sexual person than I am, so it doesn't really cross his mind as much. Um, but yeah, I don't really know. We kind of opened it up briefly, uh, very briefly, because I didn't go about it very well. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> very early on into our relationship, like yep. 11, 10 and a half years ago. Yeah. It was like, I was like, hey, I'm I'm queer and I don't feel like I've been able to have sex with as many women as I want to. And he's like, okay, go for it. In that classic way that men are like not threatened by... Totally. And then I did. And then it turns out he was threatened. Mm. And uh, so we snapped it back closed. And it's been fine ever since. Yeah. You know, but... So yeah. for context, um, the babes would know this from, because uh, I talk about this all the time, but so I was married. Okay. I got married when I was 22. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. High school sweethearts, like different oh. high schools, but like we were together uh, when we were in our teens. Married at 22. He was the only person I'd ever been with. I was the only person he'd ever been with. So we didn't have that hoey face. I was a good Christian girl back in the day. That's mm-hmm, all in the background. Mm-hmm. So we opened things up. Um, a few years into our marriage and it was because my libido was going through the roof he wasn't a very sexual person Uh I had also gone through a lot of changes in my life my like confidence shot up and my libido shot up and um I just wanted to have sex all the time and he wanted to have sex very infrequently so Mm -hmm. it was like a solution we tried out we talked about it for a long time we like set out a whole bunch of rules um so we both feel really comfortable and uh it didn't work for us Uh but our relationship didn't work like we we should have called it a lot earlier than we did. And we were kids when we first met. And I think even the difference, like how old were you and Tim when you first started seeing each other? I was 23. He was 24. Yeah. So the difference between who you are at 23 and 24 and who you are at 16, 17, it's like, for sure. We hadn't finished growing up yet. And then we grew up and we, we weren't compatible anymore. And it was, and things ended really amicably for us. Mm -hmm. Um, But we did have a really messy in between time where I was having sex with everyone in the city. And he (laughs) slept with two other people and now he's with one of them. And that's great. Like I'm happy for him. He's, he's really like monogamous to his core. Yeah. He stayed on brand. Totally. Which is cool. Yeah. So I, I've now been in a variety of non-monogamous relationships for a decade um, are you Polly? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. So I'm currently single, like ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been single for longer than I'd like to at this point. I like my last long term relationship was like three and a half years that ended about a year before the pandemic hit. Okay. So after things ended with us, I like took a year to be like, okay, what do I want to do? And next? then the pandemic yeah, it fucking ruined everything, <laughs> and now I'm still single. Um, but yeah, like single and fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a really yeah. fun way, which is good. I've. This year, I've gone through some different phases where I, I kind of, like, fell out of wanting casual sex for a little while mm-hmm. because I was just, like, really prioritizing, like, trying to find love, mm-hmm. uh, and then I couldn't find it. So now I'm back to being a whore, <laughs> um, which is a lot of fun. But, yeah, like, I go to Oasis, the sex club. I'll, like, meet people there. I'm, I go on lots of dates. I have a date this Friday with this, like, very attractive silver fox. I'm super excited about that I met on Field. I just got back on Field. Um, but What's Field? It's like a spicier dating app. Ooh. So it's kind of, have you heard of FetLife? No. Okay, so FetLife is like a very aggressive kink app. 
Okay. Where it's like most of the pictures of someone is of their genitalia okay. over their face. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. And it's like, I, I want to get tied up, slapped, fucked <laughs> around. And also like maybe good coffee. Yeah. So it's very much like kink first connection second uh-huh. and that's not who I am like mm-hmm. I am very kinky I'm obviously super sex positive really open-minded into a ton of stuff right but I like want to get to know someone first and yeah I think I would need the. I definitely need the connection first yeah which is where yeah I mean, and that's where it gets tricky because that's not yeah. the case for a lot of the kink community mm-hmm. um so it's like if you took fet life and tinder and found middle ground okay. that's what field is okay. so it's a lot calmer it's still on their profile will be like BDSM, like uh, group play, sex clubs, whatever, mm-hmm. like the say interests that they have. But then it's like then other interests is like going to movies, comedy, like checking out new restaurants. <laughs> so it is there's more of like a human side to yeah. it, and you can't have nudes like in your pictures. Oh, okay. So it's just a calmer start, and I think I I got I was on it a couple of years ago, and I just like everyone was really flaky. I didn't have any luck meeting anyone. It was also pandemic ish time, so right. that makes sense. So I just went, got back on it this week, and I'm having like four or five different conversations, and like oh, a that couple sounds of them. so overwhelming. Just yeah. I'm it just sounds overwhelming to be keeping up. I'm so terrible at communication. <laughs> yeah, it is tough. Like honestly, right now there's three people who I like haven't responded to in over a day yeah. because it's just like been a busy day, and I'm like I'll get to these eventually, and that's okay. Like I think there's definitely a. It takes some time to get into a groove of a conversation with someone, mm-hmm. and if it like lasts through that time, then and then you plan a date. Cool. I'm the kind of person who, if I'm talking to someone for a few days and they like seem cool, I'll just be like, "Do you want to go out?" Yeah. Um, and I'd rather just like do that and get to know them face to face. Well, what of other people do? Isn't that how it would? A lot of people would just like want to talk on the apps for like a few weeks. Oh my god. Yeah. Cause they, that seems so wasteful. Right? <laughs> and then you meet, and it's like, oh, I actually am not attracted to you yeah. with who you are as a person in real life. That's oh, my rough. God, no. That's But I guess, like, some people are better at being themselves via text and stuff like that. I, yeah. I, I mean, maybe that's what it is. I think, too, because of the last few years, like, there are some people who are just, like, a little bit more socially awkward than they were before. True. So true. I, I get that. Um I don't relate to it, but I get it. Uh-huh. I guess so. I feel like I'm more socially awkward via texting and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know exactly. I'm such a, an, uh, I feel like my face and body uh, uh, convey more than my words do. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah wouldn't work Yeah. I think I'm way better in person than I am on paper. Me too. Yeah. Me so, too. So I'd rather just skip forward and be like, let's just figure this out. And yeah. I think because I'm really open to a lot of different types of connections right now. Like, yes, I would love to fall in love, but I'm also open to like, more casual ongoing stuff I'm like not I'm not looking for hookups but I'm not anti-hookups yeah. like if, if it's like fun in a pinch then I'm yeah, like cool yeah, yeah. like that's not so bad so I think the benefit of that is I know some people want to chat a bit more because they're looking for one very specific thing so they want to go through and be like are you open to all of this before we bother meeting in person right and that's just like not really how my brain works so wait, they want to talk for a couple of weeks before they even get around to that? Okay. Yeah. Oh boy. So it's it's just, it's all over the map. It's all over the map, yeah. Yeah, and no I kidding. think with something like Field, just what you'll find is some people will be like the first message, just like sit on my face. <laughs> it's yeah. like, like maybe. All right. But like, do you yeah. like music? Like, I, guess, <laughs> I guess you do need to ride the line between like. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. and a lot of men, in like for me, will like cock block themselves from getting like too spicy too fast. Yes. And yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't help that like from the outside, again, who I am on paper, I ha- run like sex positive podcast. I mm-hmm. do sex positive comedy. I work for a uh-huh. sex toy company. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I understand what my brand looks like. Like I get yes. that. Um, but it's like, it's still, I'm not going to come if it's I'm not comfortable with you. It's still a fucking dance. Yeah. yeah it's Just still... play the game a exactly. little. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it's about. And, and I don't need like, I don't need to be wined and dined seven yeah. times before I hook up with someone. Like, but it's just like, let's just be humans first and get to know each other on like a basic level. Feel free not to answer this. Have you ever hooked up with anyone in the, in the comedy scene? And yeah. And like. Good question. Is that something that you would do again? Or is I've never the only person that I've ever hooked up with in the comedy scene is Tim so yeah. I'm just like I feel like it would be confusing yeah you know so I have only ever made out with comics okay and like just a couple and not necessarily people who I should have been making or really <laughs> wanted to make out with but uh, no one who I'm like oh, I'm so glad I made out with that person uh-huh. yet um but 
I haven't hooked up with comedians. When I first got started, um, do you know, have you met Fiona O'Brien? I don't think so. Uh, she's so funny. Um, she's all over the place. She's a uh, very, very funny comedian. Um, when I first started doing comedy, I'd been seeing her do comedy because I... I wasn't just into comedy before I got into it. I was into, like, Toronto comedy. So I would go to so many local shows, and I got to know a whole bunch of comics on, like, a small level. And I had Fiona on my podcast. And so when I first took a comedy course and got into doing comedy, she, like, sat me down and is like, Jesse, don't fuck the comics, okay? And she was, like, very mom vibes. <laughs> like, like you're going to get up on stage and talk about blowjobs. They're going to want to try and have sex with uh-huh. you. Just don't do it. I was like, okay, mom. And so I was very much like no comics as like a hard That was role. what I was taught too. Yeah. yeah. And then I started to get to know more comics and it's like, I want to fuck all of you actually. That's the thing where it's like we're professional talkers and the way to our heart is talking. Yes. <laughs> and so I do think, and I actually just talked about this in my episode last week, um, I have cock blocked myself by being a good producer in the city. So I've had oh. a lot of people who we've had kind of like flirty vibes, but it's been like we but shouldn't do this because then mm-hmm. it's going to fuck up their chance to get on my shows or whatever, mm-hmm. which like in retrospect, maybe I made a mistake. Like maybe, <laughs> is it worth, is it worth it? Um, I do love producing. I don't regret it. But it's like, fuck, I didn't think this through. So I think I've kind of set a new rule for myself where like if like, I'm not just going to hook up with a comic, yeah. I would make out with comics. I'm trying to like push, like everyone should just make it all the time. Cause make out are fun. Making out is so fun. Yes. And it's so, I mean, just, it's just so different with each yeah. different person. You yeah. Know? Like, and it's a blast and it's like low risk. Mm-hmm. It's like chill. It's not like you're going to like fuck things up. Yeah, you can bounce back. You can you totally can so, bounce you back. You can so bounce back. Yeah. Um, But I think I would totally be open to dating a comedian Mm -hmm. if, like, I had a really good connection with someone and and they were like, do you want to, like, go for drinks and, like, see if it's worth the risk. Yeah, yeah. And and I do understand that, like, there's more risk for them, again, because of, like, the reputation I'm starting to build in the scene and and I understand that. And again, do I regret it? Maybe. But um, (laughs) I think there is a big part of me. I just did an episode with um, Susan Wasick. Have you heard her name yet? So Susan's awesome, runs really, really great shows. And we were talking about like having like a, like a comedy partner and how like fun it looks. Uh Um, Because there's a lot of really great comedy couples in the city, like now you and Tim are another one. And there is something that just like looks so fun about that kind of a connection. And, and I think there's so many hot, hot comedians in the city or who come through the city and it's like, fuck, that would be a blast. Yeah. I've been in situations in the past where I fucked coworkers and it has gone badly. Mm. I worked in the fitness industry for eight years and mm-hmm. so I had sex with like 15 people I worked with right. at Good Life Fitness. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, and I can't go to certain gyms anymore. It's like, there, there was definitely some downsides, but I think it's just like, if at the end of the day it's like two people who have respect for each other and are like decent people, I can't see myself dating someone who would be like that shitty yeah, if right. things broke up. Like, I think I have a decent handle on, like, my impression of other people that mm-hmm. I would know if it was, like, gonna go really sour, and then we probably wouldn't be a match anyways. Right, right, right. Um, but I think at the end of the day, like, there's a little bit of risk in any situation anyways. Oh, any, any relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I know, I have a, a friend of mine's like, recently single who's in the comedy scene has been, like, having the same conversation, too. It's like, should I, shouldn't I? And I'm always just like, you should have sex with them, and then tell me what it's like. <laughs> I want to live vicariously through this. <laughs> Yeah, so what are your, like, if you did down the line decide to open things up a bit, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts around hooking up with comics? I, it would be that, like, what have I talked about with Tim? We've talked about, um, well, if we're out together, let's be out together. Yes. I'd rather not see about it, see anything about it. I'd rather not, I mean, hear about it probably, but like, but just certainly don't, don't make me watch. Yeah, you know? don't like rub it in your face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we're trying to, we're still trying to figure out w- what each other is comfortable with. Yep. For and with little conversations at a time. Um, I he went to a Russian spa yesterday, and uh, I was like, look, if they offer rub and tugs there, you should definitely get one. Like <laughs> truly, this. please do yeah. that. Like, cause it just if you want it. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like I just don't want you to like, cause I feel like. He was like, oh, yeah, if you if you ever wanted to get a rub and tug, you could do it, too. And I'm like, 
It's, I think it's different. It's different. It's different. It's, it's different. just, there's no way that someone, I, I feel like that would just be stressful for me yeah. because they're not going to do it right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. No. In the slightest. No. That yeah. sounds, that sounds brutal, but it, but it sounds like fun yeah. for him. You yeah. Know? So totally. I was like, please do that if you want to. But yeah. How would I feel? I feel like, uh, it's so hard because out of any of the people that I would meet, it would be at comedy because mm-hmm. where else am I going? You know, I don't mm-hmm. really do anything else. And it's also the kind of people that I want to be around. You totally. know? So, but I also would want to be as respectful as possible for Tim and his, he's, he's a sensitive, he's a sensitive, sweet little baby angel. Mm-hmm. So I want to, I would want to be, com- let him allow him to be comfortable. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think when my ex and I were first, like, setting up our rules, Mm -hmm. there's definitely rules we put in place that I think are really healthy. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of conversations about rules around non-monogamy with people when they're first opening up relationships. I think there's some rules that if it's a rule, then, like, maybe you're not ready for non-monogamy. and Which is okay. Like, I think your foundation has to be crazy strong Mm -hmm. first and it does sound like yours is which is lovely and I think recognizing that like yeah like right now it's not that your foundation isn't strong but like you're probably both a little off kilter exactly you're like getting like used to a new place meeting all these new people so I definitely I think that's a great idea to like wait until you're feeling really settled and comfy here because the stronger and more secure your foundation is and that includes like your home life situation and work situation and everything, the easier it is to feel comfortable communicating going through this process. Yeah. So I think having the, like, don't see people more than X amount of times or whatever is a very normal rule. I don't think it's a good idea to only do, like, don't see people more than once just because, like, the sex is going to get better. Exactly. No, that seems so wasteful. It does. And, I mean, it's kind of like it's treading into... Have you ever been in love with two people at once? I have. And I do believe that that's possible. And it's whether or not that would be, it would be a conversation with Tim about whether, I know that he wouldn't be comfortable with that. For sure. I think that he would always want to be a primary partner. But I don't know that he wants, I think he doesn't want polyamory, but he would be fine with, uh, with an open relationship because he knows that I'm more sexual than he is. For sure. And I think that's where it's just about setting really clear boundaries with the other partners that you see. Because... If it's, like, sex only, then it's, like, you can't even be friends with that other person. I know. Then what's the point? Why do I want to have sex with them? Yeah. And then it gets tricky. And, and it is, like, then it's really, like, you only really hook up with people. And it's not, okay. it's not really, like, a dating app thing. It's just a, like, hey, you're here. I'm here. Yeah. It's 1 a.m. and we're horny. Let's do something about it. Yeah. I do think, an, like, a really good middle ground step is the, like, when you're traveling. Um yes. So I think, like... I love vacation bangs. I'm like such a huge fan of a vacation bang. The inhibition that comes from the fact that you're probably never going to see this human again for the rest of your life is like spicy as fuck. So much fun. I like, I'll go on all inclusive vacations and just like be a different person for a week with a different name and just like do whatever the fuck I want. I I just love that. I I feel like I have so much regret about around not having had sex when I could have and Mm -hmm. when, when I was, or just it's, I mean, I suppose that there's like, I, you know, there's pluses and minuses to everything, but I feel like I was as when I was younger was way less confident and therefore didn't have sex nearly as often as I want to now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and could have, like, gotten a lot out of this, out of my system, or not out of my system, but, like, I could have learned a lot. I yeah. could have started, started really exploring that side of myself. Like, I yeah. went traveling for, like, nine months in, uh, the, when I was, like, 20, and I didn't have sex with anyone. No. I know. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I know. I just didn't feel comfortable or safe yeah. enough with it. You know, yeah. I was like, they're going to steal my passport. Yeah. And it's like, come on, <laughs> While they're inside. Yeah, you. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think, like, when, so, when we first opened up our relationship, and then I, like, became a hard hoe, I had my first, like, hard <laughs> hoe phase, I learned so much about myself 
and about it also did a lot for like my self-awareness and my self-worth like I really did like come into who I am as a person in a lot of ways by exploring my sexuality and I think that's like a really important part of Mm self-discovery and I think especially because the two of you are queer yeah it's a big reason that I'm I'm pro non-monogamy for a lot of people, not everyone. I think monogamy can be super lovely and beautiful for a lot of people, and I think that's great. I think that it's so much pressure to expect one person to tick all your yes. boxes all the time. Yes. And I think especially if you're into different types of people, it's opening up the opportunity that you're just going to build resentment to the other person because they didn't allow you to explore a huge part of who you are as a person. Yeah. So yeah, I think some of those rules make sense. I also think especially in the comedy world, the no mutual friends rule, super important. Yeah. Because it is just like setting up to hurt the other person yeah. and to make the other person uncomfortable. So um, what Tim and I were talking about was potentially doing a don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. Because, yeah, we don't want to see it. Honestly, we don't... We're not going to go looking through each other's phones or anything yeah. like that. But... Um, but... It, I, it, I don't know if that's just kind of like the same as lying. You know, I don't know. So I'm pretty anti don't ask, don't tell. Mm. Because it's just like there's now a part of your relationship that you keep from each other. And I think it's, it's again, it's not lying. Like you've decided that. But it does mean that you have secrets. Mm-hmm. And I, I that like I don't think inherently is a good thing in a relationship. I think there's ways to do like tell only the basics right so I'm like I'm super pro like not going into details but just being like even and even honestly for some couples that they have like code words so it'll be like like if you're say like you're like vibing with someone and you're out with friends then a message and it's like hey kind of like craving ice cream later what are your thoughts on that and that's like a, hey, like I might hook up with this person. Are you okay with it? And then you don't have to be like, hey, I'm thinking of fucking this woman yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. Are you down with that? <laughs> like there, there can be really like fun, safe ways to have those conversations initially that are calmer. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, I'm not coming home. Or like maybe it's even just like a daytime or whatever. You're like hang out with someone. It's like I might go do something for a bit. Um, and then you don't have to come home and be like, these are all of the d- different sexual things we did together. It's just like, hey, I had a nice time. And that just makes sure, like, you each know what's going on in case there is a situation where, like, someone feels unsafe and, like, wants yeah. to yeah. have that. So I think there's creative ways around it. I don't. I know a lot of people who do Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and I don't think that it's inherently wrong. I just think it can open up, like, you're keeping something from each other. Yeah. And I think that can just, like, leak into other things. I think when you're traveling... That's totally a thing you could do. Yeah. And you could just be like, I might have fun on this trip. We're, we're both cool with that happening. Yeah, cool. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you could not tell any of those stories. And I think that's okay. Yeah. I think it's easier when you're in different cities. Totally. Because it does just like take that away. Um, I also totally agree. If like you're out together, it should just be the two of you together. Yeah. Because that just, it's just, it, it honestly is like rude. Yeah, I think it's I just basic people. human It totally decency. is. Yeah. I had a situation with my last long-term partner where we were like going to karaoke and he gave me a heads up. He's like, hey, one of his other partners was going to be there. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I don't love that. Um, we, so we, we talked through it and I was like, I think it's okay. Like, I think I'm fine with it. I had seen her before. Like we hadn't actually met, but I'd seen her before. And I was like, I think I'm okay. Like we're okay with this. And then, so we met and it was okay. Um, but then it was just like, she spent the whole night like hanging out with his roommate and they were like joking and like laughing and stuff. And that just made me feel fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And it just like, I don't want to see her connection to his life like directly in yes, front of me. right. Yeah. And that was just like a boundary I learned that night that I uh-huh. didn't know would make me uncomfortable. Yeah. So if you decide to go down this path, there will be things that make you uncomfortable yeah. and there will be things that don't work and yeah. you will be sad at times and like there will be issues that come up, but it can also be like really fucking awesome and it can actually, I think there's so much value in like what it can do for the longevity of your relationship because I think like, do I think people can be monogamous for 60 years? Yeah, Totally. Do I think everyone can? No. Yeah. And I think sometimes allowing yourself, even if it's just like little pockets of exploring different things, Mm -hmm. can really help remind you like all the amazing things you have together and make you want to stay together on a really long-term basis because there is gentle flexibility. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of torn about, like, I do think that there's certain things that, like, I feel comfortable just not sharing. Yeah. With, you know? Totally. And that's, that, I feel like that kind of goes in with the one partner doesn't have to t- check everybody. It can't, yeah. one partner can't check everybody. 100%. Um, and I know I've talked about it with Tim about, like, there are, if, if you do cheat on me and it's, like, not a, not a thing you don't have to tell me mm, yes <laughs> please don't tell me you know if it's not if it's not if it's not an ongoing yeah you don't need thing, to be worried about it long term yeah exactly yeah. if it's not something that is going to happen again yeah please don't yeah. yeah like if you're like falling in love with someone else like maybe let's talk about it mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah totally yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think yeah. like one of the coolest things about where we're at as a society with relationships is there are like so many different fucking ways you can do it. Yeah. And the only people that have to be in like included in the rules of your relationship are the two of you. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of power there and it does give you the flexibility to figure out what makes sense for you. And you can also change those rules at any time. Like, yeah. As long as you do it's it together. It's very freeing. Yeah. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. That's so cool. Are there like, so when you look at, you obviously said you're more of a sexual person than he is. Mm-hmm. Are you just like, are you currently just like fucking horny all the time and like wanting to make some, some of these changes or is it just like starting to be like things you're considering? Oh boy. Well, I think that I've had like, I, yeah, I go through, like I generally want sex more than he does. Yep. I'm usually the one instigating it and I, um lately I don't have any desire to go out and fuck someone else because I don't think I feel super comfortable all the time you know what I mean like it's not it's different than if if I were if it were at home I mean that's also a different situation because like who would I fuck there you know like no I don't think so but um and maybe it'll get to that point here where it's like well now that I'm comfortable here but like who would I possibly you know yeah um but yeah I feel like with the travel that would be the perfect the the perfect kind of situation to go about it yeah um yeah right now no I'm not in that place but I but it it ebbs and flows it's always a big ebb and flow cool you know yeah that's awesome yeah I think I think it sounds like the, like, travel thing would probably be, like, a really comfy first step for you guys, mm-hmm. if that's, like, something down the line that would make sense. It's mm-hmm. way easier to do it out of town than it is at home. Especially yeah. also just, like, the specifics of, like, organizing it because you live together, like... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's tricky, too. Yeah. Um, when... It just doesn't seem like a reality right now. We yeah. also... Not only do we live together, but we also have two roommates and a dog. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not set up no. <laughs> for an additional body. In it doesn't there. seem like it's yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you ever, so me and like a group of women go to Oasis, the sex club, and we'll like, I, we'll go with people who are monogamous and like don't hook up with anyone. We just like hang out in the pool naked and have drinks and like get high and have a good time. Fun. Um, for women to go, it's only 15 bucks. It's like super cheap. We just like spend the day in this heated pool. It's pretty fucking awesome. Nice. So if you ever want to come. <laughs> What's the deal with Oasis? Like it's a sex club and yeah. there's a pool. That's what I know. Yeah. So there's like a big heated pool out back and then there's like uh, upstairs, there's all these different rooms that you can fuck in and then they have a since I've actually run a comedy show there every couple months. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know what the next one is. Hell yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, there was, like, we were there last week and they were doing karaoke. They So they do different events and stuff. It's, it's although, like a bar? Yeah, it's yeah, a bar. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, they have, like, a smoking patio so you can go and smoke weed. And uh, it's just, like, a big mix of people. We go on days where there's, like, single men can come because it's very much a – club it's for women and their partners so it's super cheap to for women to go cost 15 bucks mm-hmm. um on the weekends it's 25 and then for couples or single men it's like 100 so it's ah. so that just changes right right the dynamic right. it's not like anyone can just wander in like so that that does change like the type of people who come out that's really curious like because I feel like a, a lot of what's happening I'm like 34 now and I've heard that like you start to kind of hit your peak in terms of like I've never been more at home in my own body mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm just kind of really loving who I am right Fuck now yeah, I love so that. I, I feel like even just going to to 
a, a pool where I get to be naked. Yeah. <laughs> might do it. It's amazing. You know? <laughs> it might so, be fun. In the summer, too, we always go to Hanlon's, which is a clothing optional beach out on the island. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a blast. So, it's again, it's just like being naked is fun. <laughs> like, it's the best. It really is. I, I really miss being naked all the time. Like, I, I'm, I'm certainly... I'm now I've had to revert to bra and underwear in the in the apartment just to like I'm my friends are comfortable with me being yeah. naked probably but yeah. it's also that's probably a lot yeah you know totally that seems like a lot and also like would uh, Tim be comfortable with that I used to be just like l- naked all the fucking time yeah in my own place yeah and then it's just a huge a huge change yeah know? I I lived on my my own for years and was naked all the time. And then mm. I had a roommate for a few years, like, over the pandemic. Yeah. And now I'm back to living alone and I'm naked constantly. constantly. I was naked, like, 10 minutes before you got here. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, someone's coming over. I gotta put clothes on. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very pro being naked. Uh-huh. Uh, so I just try and find situations where I can be naked. And I've, like, started to develop a really awesome group of femme friends who are also cool being naked. So we can just, like, hang out together and have a good time. Uh, hell yeah. It's pretty great. Let's go to Oasis. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to set it up. Okay, We'll great. bring a whole crew. And honestly, the more of us, the better. Yeah. Because then if, like, one person wants to go off and play with someone, there's still a group. Or if, like, two people want to go off and play with different people, yeah. there's still, like, a unit yes. that people can come back to. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's what I would want to... I would definitely want to go with a big group because I don't... I wouldn't want to... As I like, we're not open yet, so yeah. I wouldn't want to go off and play. But I also wouldn't want to be alone no, in a pool. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah, and again, like it's so comfortable there, and like it's awesome. But it's still weird when you're on your own around yeah. no one else. So yeah, yeah, we always make sure. Um, so even like last week we went, there was three of us and one person, it was her first time going. Mm-hmm. So we always made sure there was like two together. So it'd right. be like, oh, like so we're, someone, either we'd all go get drinks together or if someone's using the washroom, it's like, hey, you guys stay, I'll go. We'd like rotate in who goes. Yeah. Okay, so you just okay. always have a buddy and the more of us there are, the easier it is to do that. So yeah. fuck yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. Let me get you in on this. I'm excited. <laughs> um, okay. We should move on to our segment. Okay. So it's time for give it to me straight. So you're going to pull three pieces of paper out of the lips. And then you'll answer each one, and then I'll answer. Okay. Let's put more in here. There's only a couple left. We got... Question number one. Do you have a fantasy that you find really hot, but would never actually act on? Mm. Oh, a fantasy that I find really hot, but would never actually act on. Um, no. <laughs> You're I like, don't, I would do everything. I feel like I've, I haven't... Uh, thought of anything that wouldn't be doable, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. what about you? Like, I'm trying to think. I think mine would probably be, like, on, like, group sex with, like, a dozen dudes. Right. I think, Ooh. like, I'm big into gangbang fantasy, and, like, I've, like, had times where I've watched a bunch of gangbang porn. It's, so, like, the idea of that, mm-hmm. of, like, having, like, a dozen men that are having sex with me sounds very hot. It does. And, like, I've gone up to three men. I feel like three men's the hot, the, the sweet spot. Totally you know, is. because, like, I feel like a dozen, oh, where are you coming where are you, from? Yeah. Where, 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 <laughs> where are, are you, you coming? Where are you there? going? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get over here where I can see you. You know? I yeah. feel like you can get lost in the fray there. 100%. One of them could be stealing my fucking passport. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know? Like, I don't want that. Yeah. I feel like three is a nice sweet spot. Oh, yeah. I'd have sex with three men. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you're right. 12 yeah. seems like a lot. It's excessive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll watch those porn videos for sure. What's the most ridiculous thing that happened on a first date? Um, on a first date. Who? Um, oh my God. I feel like I haven't gone on that many first dates, mm. you know? Like, Was it like, or just like a date in general? Have you had anything ridiculous happen when you're out on a date? Well, okay. So you remember this, I, I mentioned to you going to traveling for nine months not having sex mm-hmm. well when I got home I was rip roaring horny yeah I was so fucking horny so this guy that I had been seeing beforehand it um it was our fir- my our first date since I'd been back and we were so horny and we didn't have really have anywhere to have sex so we like just had sex on a stool uh, behind a shopper's drug mart next to a dumpster it was <laughs> it was a lot you know i love that yeah that's pretty ridiculous yeah that's pretty ridiculous yeah what about you um there's been so many things I've been on a million first dates um 
probably one of the weirder ones. I went out, I did like a lunch date with this guy and we'd been chatting for quite a while and the chatting had got kind of spicy. So it was kind of like we knew we were going to hook up on this date. So we went for this lunch date, had a few drinks, got a little bit day drunk, then like went back to my place, hooked up. And as soon as we had sex, he started getting weird and he was like, it was like as soon as he came, Hmm. he was just quieter, a little bit more introverted, whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. I just, no big deal. And then... Um, I had plans later, but not for a couple hours. And I was like, do you want to just like go grab one more drink before you go? And he's like, yeah, sure. That sounds good. Cause I was just kind of like figuring out the situation. So we like got dressed. We went out to this bar around the corner of my place to have one more drink. Um, and we were talking and, and he was just being really quiet and I was like, is everything okay? Like, and he's like, he's like, I don't know. I'm just like struggling with some stuff. And then he started crying. Oh my God. So turns out he was like a devout Christian and oh. he was just like overwhelmed by this like sin he had oh just done and it was so fucked and I was like trying to be empathetic like because yeah. we're sitting at this bar and he's crying oh. um oh. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm like because of my religious background I'm just like I don't know how to handle this yeah. situation so he ended up I was like look if like if you want to just go that's fine and he's like, yeah, I honestly, I kind of want to just go. I was like, that's fine. He, like, put 20 bucks down on the table, and he's like, it was nice meeting you, and he left. And I just, like, so I'm, like, sitting at the bar with a beer and a half, and I <laughs> knew one of the bartenders, and he came over and sat with me, and he's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I think I just ruined this you man's ruined religion. You this man's life. <laughs> um, but hey, I got a couple of free beers, and it was a good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> he texted me a week later, and he's like, hey, I'm really sorry about last week. Do you want to hang out again? I was like, Absolutely no. Not. Definitely not. Jesus, Neither does Christian. Jesus. Yeah, you're Christian till you're horny. Yeah, yeah so fucked. Have you ever sent unsolicited nudes? Um, only to my husband when that's... And, like, honestly, I only got into that recently. And mm. they were never... I'm... I'm I don't know. There's always the thought in my back of my head, like, well, but what if one day I'm a judge? Is that the trajectory? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But like, just that, like, oh, you never know. I'm, I've never been comfortable sending nudes or, or anything. Um, but I sent some spicy pictures to the my to Tim, and uh, and I think that was like the only time. Like, I've only sent one. And it was this past summer. Oh my god! I know. I mean, I got him to take pictures of me on yeah. my phone, but Love it's it. like they're for me. I just I don't want anyone else to be in possession of them. Yes. you know. Yeah. Um, and I'll show you them later. Yeah, yeah. please. Yeah. Okay, so I'm so pro nudes. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, and I like I really got into nudes probably at the same time I became a whore. <laughs> it was like it all happened at once, and I, I think like yeah, like eight years ago nudes were like all the rage. Um, on the mm. apps, it was, like, very common to swap news. It's not like they're not anymore, but it was, like, I feel like that was, like, the first big nude push, right, you know? Right, right. Makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I started getting into taking nudes for myself. Like, I would just do, like, have an afternoon where I, like, have wine and get a little high and, like, take a bunch of hot mm-hmm, nudes. Mm-hmm. Like, I find that really empowering. And, and do you just, like, have a tripod set up kind of thing? Yeah. So I do kind of a mix. Like, I do some that are, like, selfie-style nudes, and then, yeah, I have, like, a ring light and a tripod that I'll set up so I can take pictures, like, in my bedroom or... Okay. I can do pictures out here. It's mm-hmm. like, because I like to have a variety. I also have a guy who just like sends me money every once in a while to send him nudes. Hell yeah. Which is fucking great. You've got the perfect apartment for nudes. It's a very sexy apartment. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Totally. Uh, so yeah, I'm super pro taking nudes. I've never sent unsolicited nudes. I'll even like, if it's someone new, I'll be like, hey, are you cool if I send you nudes? And that's just respectful. It is. You know, I, yeah, I would never, even if I got into like the nude sending game, yeah. I don't think that it, that just feels un- unfair. Yeah, well, and it's like, who knows where they're at? If they're, like, sitting beside someone and they just open yes. their phone. Like, yeah. just give a warning. Yeah. Like, I would never want to get an unsolicited nude. No. So why would I fucking send one? Exactly. You know? And again, if it's, like, if I'm someone I'm seeing, it's still nice if they check in first. Like, and yeah. I'll usually bring it up on the first couple of dates and I'll be like, are you a nudes person? Because mm-hmm. I probably have... 1500 nudes of myself on my phone right now right. like so many of them oh my and god I'm proud of my like six nudes oh, I'm proud of you too <laughs> this is just the beginning <laughs> but yeah I think like just like the check-in it's just like consent is important in everything yeah. and it's sexier if they're mm-hmm. like if you've just like already cleared it in advance then you don't have to worry about sending it and being like oh my god like yeah do they want to get this or not yeah I love it 
Me too. You should continue to take nudes. Okay. <laughs> and I think you should show nudes to all your friends. Ooh, I'll add you to my spicy close friends. Okay. I have a spicy close friends. Um, and this is a conversation I've talked about in the pod a couple of times. I started it a while ago because I know a couple of people who have a spicy close friends and I love that energy. Mm-hmm. Just like sharing like semi nudes. Yes. It's just like whatever, like pictures of my butt or like picture with like the nips blurred out or something silly. I mean that's kind of what mine are. Mine yeah. are I'm working up they're to tasteful. Full, they're, they're tasteful. Yeah. There's like a little blanket or yeah. like you know. Which I love. Or it's from just the like, back. Yeah. You know? the, like artistic nudes. Yeah. Like yeah. leave a little to the imagination. Exactly. So I started a spicy close friends list and like love it and I get a lot of validation from it mm-hmm. and it's like when I think of adding people to it it's usually like either like really good friends or people who I'm kind of flirty with or like men I've hooked up with in the past. But then sometimes I'll just like add new friends and then I'll do a post every once in a while being like, you're here because I think you're cool and I think like maybe you wouldn't mind seeing pictures of my butt sometimes. Do you (laughs) want to be here? Yes or no? Okay. So I can get people can do a check in and be like, I've never had anyone say no yet. But like I do make it really safe. It's like, like, Yes, I'm happy to be here. Or like, you're awesome and a babe, but like, no, it's too much for me or something. Yeah, like silly you. ways mm-hmm. to get through it. But yeah, I'll add you to spicy close friends. Hell yeah. That's good vibes. Uh, we should wrap up. This was fucking awesome. Yeah, this is so fun. Yeah, it was so good getting to know you. Let's wrap up so I can show you my nudes. I'm so excited. <laughs> and then we'll go to Oasis and it's going to be a great fucking time. <laughs> Have you ever felt uncomfortable? I'm sorry. I know you're just wrapping up. No, Have that's you ever fine. felt uncomfortable? Like, I'm not sure because it's like this nude thing is new to me. And I'm like how do I if I want because I want to show my friends because yeah. I'm like proud of them yes. you know I think they're beautiful pictures yes but then how do I allow them the opportunity to be like I don't want to see your nudes you know what I'm saying yeah like I I feel like if I'm like do you want to see my nudes they that's like an unfair question almost yeah so sometimes I'll have conversations with people where I'll just like talk about the fact that I took these nudes that I feel really good about Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'll be like I think it's cool when friends share nudes Uh like and I just like I talk about it more often and kind of like joke around about it yes and so I think then that opens up like again like a safe place where someone would be like oh cool like I can like gauge some interest Oh, no, they're on my other phone. Oh, what a tease. Oh, my God. Here, I'll show you what I do have. That's such a bummer. I am bummed out, my... I'll be honest. <sighs> Just transfer them, and the next time I see you. This one's me in, in Croatia when we were on the oh, beach. Oh, damn, great photo. Turns out we were not allowed to take pictures on that beach. Oh, <laughs> good thing you found out after you snapped that yep. shot. Yeah. Babes, you're missing out. It was a great, it was a great dude. <laughs> okay, well, I'm excited for you. Bring your other phone or okay. whatever the next time I see you. I'll be waiting. I like run into you and I'll be like, do you have it? Yeah. <laughs> do you have the nudes? Um, fuck yeah, that was great. Well, thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks so today. much for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, and now we're friends. Yeah. And I'm like so excited to hang out with you more. This was really great energy. Um, tell the babes where they can find you online. Uh, Dana Smith Comedy on Instagram. Um, I think I have Twitter, but I don't use it, so don't bother. And then... Uh... That's about it. That's (laughs) That's pretty much it. Oh, also, check out Hunk's Comedy if you like sketch. Fuck yeah. Mm. And the podcast. And the podcast. That's also, it's called Hunk's Comedy. Awesome. Easy to remember. (laughs) Uh, Babes, thanks so much for listening. This has been yet another episode of Your Place or Mine. I'm your host, Jesse Olson. Don't forget, you can find me on Instagram at jesse underscore underscore Olson. Find out about about all my upcoming shows at jesseolsoncomedy.com. The next big one is happening on Friday, December 9th. 11 p.m. at Comedy Bar. Reminder, that is a hot, horny, rowdy show. Come on out. Find someone to fuck. Have a good time. (laughs) It's a great lineup. We're going to have a blast. Uh, Stay tuned. Dana will be on one of my upcoming shows, and I'll be sure to post about it when it happens. I will add in that link to the debaters episode in the liner notes so you can watch that. Uh, Any final words of wisdom for the babes? Mm, Take nudes. Take nudes. Take nudes. That's the theme. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Thanks so much for listening, babes. I'll be back with another episode next Thursday.